Well, it's been a week. A week to remember or forget that I want to talk about. Hello, this is Still Sober with John Raven. Um, if you're a sober person, hope you're staying sober. If you're not a sober person, hope you're staying sane. And let me just say, first off, that um, there is a collection agency that is going above and beyond uh, with me today. And and it makes sense because it it has to do with a uh, emergency room visit that if you're a longtime follower of this uh, podcast early on man that's uh yeah like when i first started i guess cuz it's been uh, it was the beginning of july it was like when i first started the podcast I cut the tip of my finger off trying to open a pack, a smoothie packet with a knife. Um, I don't do that anymore. We have more pairs of scissors in this house than um, we need. And by design, I over-purchased uh, pairs of scissors. So I went, had gone to the emergency room, basically a tetanus shot and keep it bandaged kind of a deal. Things I could have done myself. Well, not the tetanus shot, but uh, basically it was a uh, $400 tetanus shot and I didn't have $400 at the time. And I, uh, hold on. <coughs> oh man. I couldn't hit the mute button fast enough. That's fine. Uh, was that a call for a sneeze? It was both. It's what I do. Um, so that was, yeah, it was uh, July 2018. So even though, you know, by the time I got the money uh, and, you know, I know that the, the way you, you do a medical bill like that is you pay them a little bit every month and then they never send you to collections. I didn't do that. I just was like, I shrugged it off. So by the time I have the money, um, it's already been, they already sold their debt off to a collection agency. And I don't pay collection agencies because I don't owe them. I didn't do business with them. That's kind of been my uh, my view. I've never changed that view. I know it's legal. I know what the law says. Um, but I don't agree with it. I don't agree with tow trucks being private companies. Where they can, because I, I consider tow truck. Uh, towing companies to be uh, thieves and I consider collection agents to be um, heartless fucks I don't like them I don't you know and they chose they chose that business and that that says something about them uh, and what they think about you know other human beings so I you know I don't uh, but this particular, uh, collection agency, which I don't know their real name. I don't know if their name is Avery Law Firm or not. What they did today, and this is in a span of about an hour, they texted me because I got a text that said, this may be a wrong number, but do you still need a real estate agent? Um, I blocked that number and that text chain immediately with no response because I know a phishing text when I see one. And 
I didn't know where what that was that that came from. But um, less than two minutes later, I got a phone call from an unknown number that I didn't answer. Also, my voicemail is not set up, so because I figure in this day and age, if you need to get a hold of me, you can either text or email me. If it's immediate, you know, text me or email me. So that happened. And then uh, less than half an hour later, I got a text from my mother. So they contacted my mom and they said, let's see, for accuracy, I'll read it. What did they say? They said, John, get a new phone. Your Android is slow as fuck. Okay. The Avery Law Firm needs you to call them at an 866 number about case number blah, 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 which is a civil complaint. I was asked to pass this on, so I have. It's in your hands now, which I called my mom and was like, it's a collection agency. It's not really anything. Um... By the way, Texas law says you have to um, you have four years to collect a debt, so that's why they're hard on my ass because this happened in July 2018. So they've got three months, so they are really turning up the heat. So so that so I told them it's a it, I know it says law firm, but the, what that means is that they've got uh, somebody with a law degree in the building. It's really a collection agency. Then. Less than an hour from that, my dad gets a call or a, a voicemail or a text message. He didn't say, but he he then contacts me and and I go before he even starts. I said, let me guess. Did the Avery Law Firm give you a phone number and a case number? And he goes, no, it, they said that they were Travis County. And I said, the whole county, the whole county contacted you? This is Travis County. That's vague. Do they give a department? Nice try, guys. You picked the wrong person. I've had a lot of dealings with Travis County. I've been arrested eight times. I spent six months with them in their custody, under their care, depending on on how you want to spin that. Uh, And I've been on probation for a total, not in a row, but a collective total of about seven and a half years. I know Travis County. They don't call anyone. They certainly don't text. Travis County, like most government, uh, you know, just different departments within government, all government agencies uh, they love a paper trail, and there's no paper with phone calls. They they love a paper trail because it the more paper and the more like things that you can track of ways you've contacted people, the more that government employees can pretend that they've done a lot of work, and it helps guarantee. Uh, got uh, job security and their um, cush, cushy little spot. This is this is just what it is. Also, it, it requires too much effort to call. Also, there's no reason to call. I've been living a pretty boring life for the past ten years. 
I haven't done anything in the past 10 years that requires a civil case uh, for Travis County to get involved or, uh, or for a law firm to get involved at all. So, nice try. My hat's off to you, you goddamn vultures. Anyway, so that was a thing. The uh, Oh, also, if you have been following my podcast, you know I t- I've talked a lot about, uh, I have a lot of different solutions about dealing with uh, uh, fentanyl. Mm. I have a lot of uh, solutions. Uh, a lot of suggestions for the government, a lot of suggestions for private organizations, a lot of things. And I don't think that uh, that I've caused it, you know, other people like I spread the information around. This problem is uh, the, op- you know, the opioid epidemic. The uh, the problem with fentanyl is so uh, it's become such an issue. It's, it's mainstream now. And if you've wanted to tell people, hey, you know, this uh, this fucking podcast I listen to by this guy uh, he makes uh, he makes an occasional good suggestion. Uh, if you've if you've ever thought that, uh, thank you, and you're right. But I've got something better for you to share if you want to spread the information because um, this past last week tonight with John Oliver. Now, if you are not um a left-wing person, you probably don't like the show or probably don't care for the show. However, this is the main story he did, which you can find on YouTube, it's about seven, it's about 18 minutes long. It's just under 18 minutes long, and it's called Harm Reduction. And he covers all the fucking shit I've been talking about. And it's in a nice little package that you can send to people now the thing is is that and it's and it's great because it's it's got a it's got man it's got a fucking joe biden burn in there because he fucking caused like the uh, the anti-crack that wrote the anti-crack house bill or something like that um he you know and it's it it really shows um what's you know how some conservatives are wrong about the harm reduction because that's that's typically been a thing is you know where you are conservative conservatively and i don't mean politics i mean about certain issues so when it comes to drug use and drug prevention and addiction conservatives don't want to do anything they, they think that any harm reduction is enabling and liberals really really le- left-wing people almost go overboard and i've complained about the the whole you know safe smoking thing with like trying to uh help prevent uh lip burns on crack pipes or something it's just it's it's a little too far but this doesn't cover that this covers the actual um necessities talking about naloxone making it over the counter talking about um fentanyl testing strips the need for that and also talking about something that that gives people the willies which is called which are uh, safe injection sites because they're like now that just enables people to do drugs which when you see what they are it doesn't because it's basically like like going to a clinic nobody wants to get high in a clinic take it from somebody who used to do heroin all right 
heroin addicts want to do heroin at home. And that's where we do it. We do it away from people. We do it in the privacy of our own homes. But there is a point when people are living on the streets that it would be nice to have a place run by medical professionals and also that that offers counseling services that provides clean needles so that they don't throw their fucking needles everywhere in an alley and they're not you know they're not out there doing things they're they're under supervision so the way so that they don't OD and die as well or cause infections and it is it it's it's a clinic and it is a solution not uh, it is it is definitely a solution to a few issues out there that and it, the whole idea is not uh, eliminating drug use because you can't do that clearly from the war on drugs um, but harm reduction is is definitely something that that I mean it yeah I'm a huge proponent of it so everything that he covers in that piece. And you can find it on YouTube, so they don't need a fucking HBO Max um, subscription to watch it. There's just there's a YouTube video that you can share. So if anybody wants to know more about that, that's what I highly recommend watching it. Um, it is not, you know, it's it's about this. It's not about you know being pro or anti a political party or anything. It's it's all about the shit that I've been talking about. So it's like. Yes, it's like a package. Yeah, send that out. So, okay, so get last week, this podcast posts at like four in the morning on Wednesday, Central Standard Time. Why that time? Because that was a random time I picked. And then just to be consistent, I just do it the same time every week. That's when it posts. It goes live 4 a.m. Central Standard Time on Wednesday. So probably around that time when this, when last week's episode posted, um, a couple of fucking guys stole my scooter and my wife's scooter. And so this is what happened. So on Sunday... So Sunday afternoon, I do. I come back from uh, doing a little overtime at work, and I pull in, and we're, you know, at our at our complex, which is a tiny complex. There was a new scooter parked next, you know, kind of in the space, in the opposite direction, but kind of in this like near my wife's scooter. So it's like so now I'm pulled up, and I park my scooter, and um, so now there's three scooters there. And just to clarify, we have we had a car, and the car died. And I think I talked about it last week that we bought a new car. We got a loan, bought a new car, but we got we jumped on it so quick that it hadn't gone through the service center yet. And so, and and then our our car, which is not working, was the trade in. So in a matter, so within a week, so on Wednesday, two weeks ago, we bought a car. The following Wednesday, our scooters were stolen. So in a week, we lost all our vehicles. 
Um, anyway, so the Sunday before the theft, that, that scooter shows up. Now, there's, there was a couple that moved in that day to our tiny little complex, and I thought, well, it must be, you know, that couple moved in, and then the scooter appeared. It must be their scooter. So on, so a couple days later, so it's now Tuesday. The scooter's been there the whole time. This, this third, the mystery scooter has been there the whole time. Uh, my wife is out walking the dog. She just starts walking. She, she's leaving our, our, our place and starts to walk the dog. I'm outside uh, doing something. And this Nissan Pathfinder looking fu- fucking car comes up and pulls in. And there's two guys in, in the truck. One of them looks like a, um, an ex-juggalo with uh, the facial hair of... Um, What's his name from Anthrax? The you know he's shaved head and then the long beard, just the chin beard, um, and he's methy as hell, right? The guy with him is has a he's a, he's older, got a baseball cap. He looks a little bit more normal, but his the the color of his skin looks like he's somebody that works outside all day every day or lives on the streets. One or the other, more the other. Clearly from what happens, the other. So he comes out, uh, Anthrax guy sits in the, uh, you know, the basis of a shitty punk band is sitting in, the, in his truck. Um, you know, street, you know, street looking guy comes out and grabs that other scooter that, that's been sitting there. And my wife walking by asks, asks him, oh, did you lock your keys in your scooter, which is a weird question, except that my wife has locked her keys in her scooter before, like in the seat. Um, and he goes, no, I lost the key in the parking lot. And so I've had this, this parked here and now I'm finally getting ready to get, you know, get it out of here. Which sounded uh, okay. It wasn't complete bullshit, except that, you know, I've got major red flags looking at the guy looking at both of them and looking at the truck because it's not a it's not a nice truck um and it's just it's it's weird it's all strange and then sure enough later that night our scooters go missing or the the next morning our scooters are gone and what the uh what the cop told me is that's what they do um is they steal they steal a scooter and then they ditch it someplace and let it sit there for a couple of days. And then if there's no activity, then they go, then they come and grab it. So shit, right? So, but that's the thing is that I got up that morning, they were gone immediately call the police. Uh, the neighbor, the, the cop who patrols our neighborhood actually knew, knew our scooters. He's driven through the alley and has, uh, he's run the plates on them. Um, cause that's what the, uh, that's what, uh, Austin PD does apparently is, uh, scooter theft is so prevalent that they constantly run plates on scooters when they see them, if they're driving around and patrol. So he's, he's, so he's run the, he was familiar with our scooters. He's run the plates before. And it's like, all right. So it really sucks. It's a really bad feeling, of course, getting, you know. 
shit stolen from you, especially when it's the only real equity you have and you've got no vehicle. Now you're having to Uber or Lyft to work. So that sucked. That was a, that was a shitty day. Cut to the very next day, Thursday, Thursday afternoon, I get a call and I never answered my phone, but it was a 512 number, so I answered my phone, which is the area code, the OG area code of Austin. And yeah, it's a, it's a cop and they have my wife's scooter that's been impounded, but uh, apparently they pulled, they pulled some guy over. And he immediately got off the scooter and tried to run down into the side on the median or down off to the in the ditch there into the into the bushes to try to get away. So way to go, guy. You just got another felony on top of um, the one you got for the scooter. So I had to go and pick up my wife's scooter at an impound lot. And apparently I had to pay for the towing, which seems like bullshit that I got to pay to get my own shit back. I didn't, anyway, yeah. It's dumb. It sucks, right? And it's weird. They took this, you know, and she's got this little, you know, it's a light blue Vespa looking bike. It's called a Buddy, a genuine uh, motor company Buddy. And they had these bungee cords put on it and these big heavy duty magnets on the back, on this, like the frame where you can put a, uh, a basket on if you want in the back. But instead, they've got these two heavy-duty magnets on them, so it magnetized the whole thing. And then had some had a couple razor blades sitting on it and had a spot for like this high-powered um, spotlight flashlight thing that charges through USB. <laughs> And just crazy shit, right? And it's been hot wired. So it's uh, so the battery's drained, so you have to kickstart it. So I get it home. I end up getting it home. And uh, and I, I just, you know, it's crazy. It, it was actually in pretty decent shape except for that. And um, and and I just thought that was that was crazy. And and it makes sense because her Scooter is actually a can go faster than mine. My my scooter is like a, as I've described, it's a it's called a roughhouse sport, which is basically just a a name thrown out there to make uh, to make people feel like men, even though it's only a forty nine cc bike. You don't even need a, a motorcycle license to ride it. Um, so I didn't figure, you know. So it makes more sense that that her scooter would show up, that that would be used. Although it's crazy that that was used and and discovered 24 hours later, but uh, from, from when I filed the report. But uh, yep, there it is. And then, so that was on Thursday. So I got to use the scooter to go to work on Friday. Um, still trying to figure it out. So on Saturday... I'm like, okay, I have to. Oh, also on Saturday, so my, my wife goes out of uh, out of town with her friends for this birthday party get together that they've had planned for for weeks, and she's like, oh, should I go? And I'm like, yeah, you really need a break because it's it was you know it's emotionally draining to lose lose your shit and not you know feel kind of trapped at home because you don't have a fucking car, right? 
So she goes, and her friend's also going. So I, I'm watching her friend's dog, which is a Pomeranian. I got a Pomeranian, my own dog, and two cats. So it's just me taking care of four animals that are having an issue. Not they don't. It's not that they don't get along. But they all conflict with each other, so it's like so. It's a lot of juggling, you know. I can't take them both out to walk them. I only have to take them one, you know. I can only take one dog out at a time. I'm doing all this shit, right? And then on Saturday, while I'm doing all this shit, I go, okay, fuck this. I'm gonna unhotwire this car, this this scooter. I'm gonna figure it out. This is what the internet and YouTube are for. And I figured it out and did it. I figured out how to unhotwire that scooter and taking the panel off and taking all the modifications off that these fucking meth heads did and then uh, how do you know it was meth it's too much too much activity heroin addicts don't have this kind of time and this you know they're not up long no anyway so I while I'm unhot wiring the bike I get a call from the dealership and our car is ready I'm like holy shit so I go get the car. What a turn of events. I mean, the energy that I had is like, holy shit. Yeah, I felt accomplished because I unhot wired the bike and now I've got a car. I can go to the grocery store. Don't have to do the fucking Instacart bullshit or buying only, you know, six items, six to 10 items at a time because it's the only thing you can fit on a scooter from the, from the grocery store, you know, um, and then while that's going on, while I'm unloading the groceries that I just went and got after doing all that, I get another phone call and they found my scooter. I can't believe it. I figured it would be months. It's like nobody's going to use this scooter. It can, it, it can only go 40 if it's feeling good about itself. Like why would anybody use this thing? And not only did they find it, they had the guy pulled over and arrested in a Walmart parking lot that's like less than four blocks from my place. And so it didn't get impounded. They were like, hey, we're going to be here a little bit. Can you get down here? And I'm like, where are you? And I'm like, that's, I can walk there. I am three blocks away from you. So I did. I walked over and got my fucking scooter. I couldn't believe it. That now my scooter got got kind of fucked up. These some some idiot whoever they arrested, which I I'm was like, can I can I look at them? I I really almost asked them like, can I look at them? Uh, <laughs> can I take a swing at them? No, okay. I just thought I'd ask. If that was possible. Um. Yeah, and then I drove it home. And then I unhotwired that one. I'm like, look, I've already done this once. Let's do it again. So it was a swing of emotions from being taken advantage of and just feeling down and just like, ugh, to just a few days later feeling mighty accomplished. And uh, it's like, oh, and now everything's back to normal. And then the next day, finally, you know, my wife comes back from her trip. They take the Pomeranian, who's been a handful very cute dog, but god damn, because he's a puppy. He's like, oh, it sounds cute. Yeah, it sounds cute. And it is cute for a while. But then it's just like, fuck, man. I just want to rest. My control issues are driving me crazy. And it was, 
Yeah, so Sunday night was great because it's like my wife's back, everything's back to normal. We have vehicles. Um, we've got a lot of uh, security on our fucking uh, bikes right now, by the way, even though we're not even using them. It's like, uh, <laughs> it's like n- never again. Um, so, so it's been a week. And, uh, and I had to get all that out. I can't believe it. APD found two stolen vehicles in three days from the, from the same, the same owners. They found, they found both of them in three days. So it's like, all right, well, scooter, scooter retrieval, APD, I got to give an A plus, you know, race relations needs improvement. All right, you guys still soberpod at gmail.com. Appreciate it. We'll see you next week. Later. Oh, oh, sorry. Sorry. False ending. False ending. The, the, there was a point I wanted to make. I found out a lot of stuff about the thieves that, that took our bikes. And the thing is, that, yeah, it's meth heads, but it's also people that are living in, you know, like like street people. And what's happening is that there are chop shops in some homeless encampments, the large ones, masking under the guise of, you know, oh, we're just like everybody else here. But it's a chop shop for bicycles and scooters. And this is what happens when you don't have a solution. Or when, you know, when when you're or when your solutions for the homeless issue are not going as, as uh, quickly and why you can't just allow large, dangerous encampments to exist because it masks crime and it masks a lot of fuckery going on. And it's not to say that people living on the street are, th- are thieves. It's to say that there are thieves that are living on the streets under the guise of being homeless. You know what I mean? It's like you can't, you know, it's, it's, there's going to be, I mean, that's, it's out of necessity for some. Um, it's just, you know, or that's just, you know, that's just what they do. Um, but it, you know, it's another byproduct of that shit. So, you know, keep that in mind. So basically, if you live in a city and there's uh, lots, lots of uh, theft like this, you gotta lock up the bikes, man. Bicycles and scooters, gotta lock them up. Um, because, uh, especially scooters and and bikes, not not motorcycles. Well, probably motorcycles too, but scooters are really easy to hotwire. I found out because of YouTube. Wow, super easy. Thanks for that skill. Um, <laughs> you basically, uh, oh, let me learn a, a, a how to uh, perform a, a crime so that I can do the the opposite of it. That's basically what I did. Is I like, oh, let me learn crime and then do the reverse on my own shit. So, but everything worked out so far. I mean, they've depreciated in value because of the damage. I don't know who is trying to ride my bike, but they wrecked that shit. Um, and. Uh, frustrating but uh, it's all good now we'll like I said real ending this time 
We'll see you next week. Later. Creep the deep inside